Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Psychic Shack Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle. Thank you for joining me here at the Psychic Shack Podcast. I really appreciate you guys. You guys keep in mind that we publish every first and third Monday. That's every first and third Monday, new episodes of the Psychic Shack Podcast. This episode is not necessarily a recap. I'm going to talk about Toro. Actually, I'm going to do a Q&A, kind of a table talk thing. And the Q&A it came into play because of the the last two episodes. And if you guys haven't heard the last two episodes, go back and check out the Tarot Card of Death. And the other episode was the Tarot Card's Strength, the Hermit, and the Will of Fortune. And since those two episodes have published, you know, there's been an influx of not only interest and Tarot, but something even more interesting to me it sparked a lot of conversations and normally when things like that happen um, I think it's really a good time to just address a couple of questions I've I have a handful of questions that um, I figured I'd share with you guys and the thing that I'm laughing is because um, I'm always on a limited time thing when I do the podcast and Jerry isn't here and she actually had selected a handful of questions that I'm supposed to address. And so to keep it more authentic and challenging, you know, I, I my preference is I'd rather unveil the questions now than address them now because it's just something um, raw about that. And I guess as you can tell by now, I'm not really scripted. I love the fact that um, I'm given an opportunity to have an expression and talk to you guys about spirit. Um, so that, that's been really uh, just an awesome privilege for me. And I appreciate you guys for listening in. So I don't know the questions. And so uh, I'm hearing the question for the first time as you are. And they're, they're covered up. It's a sheet of paper over it. So I'm going to do an unveiling and address the first question. So this is... <laughs> It's going to be interesting. And of course, if I could read her chicken scraps, because I cannot read prescriptions. Here we go. Okay. I was nervous for a minute. I was thinking to myself, yes, you probably have something like big letters written out like psych. So, um, so we do have some actual questions. Let's see. What are the ones that were selected? Uh, right off the bat, it looks like this. It looks like Jamie from Indiana. Hey, Jamie, how are you? Let me say, the question is, how is tarot reading different from mediumship? And uh, ugh, wasn't ready for that question. I figured, you know, you asked me something like, how many cards are in a tarot deck? Um, let me see, how is tarot reading different from mediumship reads? I kind of think I know what you're getting at. The best way I can describe it, and the most simplistic way is that Tarot reads, they seem to have more of an interest in what we refer to as the mundane or the collective and the collective energy going on. And we try to get a read on not, not only where the person is at, sometimes that energy will be reflective of where they came from. And then I'm a believer in predictive reads. I know some people don't believe that they, um, not to get off track, but here's something interesting since I brought it up. And this is subject to your opinion, so um, I'll just share mine since I have the mic. 
I, I believe in predictive reads because I've had it happen to me. So this isn't my theory. This is an actual experience that happened to me in my life. And I know the counter arg argument toward that. I know people say, no, you can't predict because if you were to make a decision that would change everything. Personally, I've not seen that to be accurate. That's just my personal account. A long time ago, obviously in this field, you know, you're going to have these experiences and I've had it happen a couple times. The one thing I want to address though, is that I was told something and I was given a timeline and that thing I was told panned out. Now here's the difference because a lot of times it is said that, well, you were told something, it was in your subconscious and you didn't realize it, but you kind of played into it. And therefore it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. But unfortunately with, with that response, it didn't happen that way because what I was told was about a family member. So it didn't matter what they did or did not do or me, this still um, happened. One thing I did learn because something very similar happened after that. But one thing I did learn was that I started to look at these experiences as I was grateful to be given a heads up for something that was about to happen that wasn't the most comfortable. And um, so it helped me develop, I guess, uh, air quotes, quote unquote, um, a coping mechanism or a coping skill to uh, navigate this thing that was happening. So I looked at it predominantly as a heads up. Some people aren't comfortable with this and that's fine. One more quick thing. Years ago, looking at divination and fortune telling, whatever it's called nowadays, psychic experiences or whatever, we're, our culture is a little more adverse to that than, say, um, overseas. Or if we look in the Asian um, spirituality, they're a little more accepting. Like if you look at the I Ching and you look at Tarot, uh, the I Ching has a tendency <laughs> to be a little more direct. People say, oh, it's a little rough. So you'll find it a little more active and cultures that are a little more receptive of messages like that. Whereas here with Western thought, that isn't necessarily the case. We pad a lot of things and I don't want to, you know, so I leave that there. So the difference, uh, the primary difference between Tarot and mediumship in that Tarot, from my observation, seems as if it deals predominantly with the collective certain things that are happening within the collective. And so I find them to be more, yeah, focused on that energy. Whereas mediumship, it feels as if it isn't, it feels as if there's a shift. There's a totally different energy. It's apples and oranges. It's not no way one and the same. So it almost feels like it's something happening to me rather than something I'm doing. And the vibration is different. So there, in my opinion, in my experience, the similarities aren't as close as I think from the outside looking in, someone would expect them to be two totally different things. Though you can be engaged in a tarot read and have a medium ship or a channeled event happen. Um, that's the best I could do with what the time I have there, Jamie. Uh, let me take the next one, Cecilia from Colorado and her question is how can I how can I increase my tarot reads or how can Jerry 
Ah, it's Chicken Scratch. Uh, hold up, Celia. I'll get you, man. Hold up. Um, how can I increase my tarot reading ability? Okay, how can I increase my tarot reading ability? All right, I would say practice, practice, practice. I would practice and then I would, I journaled things I was getting and I started to pay attention to how the cards were falling in reference to the situations I was reading. And I started to notice uh, with that association that the cards started to speak to me in a very particular way. And so that's when I was gravitating from reading the definitions in the books. I just developed a confidence and a trust in what I was getting because I saw the consistency. Back then, I just told myself that I was going to dedicate 20 minutes to Tarot. 10 minutes in the morning, 10 in the evening at minimum. And I really disciplined myself and held myself to that. Easier said than done. I was very regimented with that because that was my passion, my desire. So I, I committed that. I guess in my calculation, I figured if I was able to do that and I tabulated, you know, I added up all that time in a week's time, a month's time. And I, I forget what the numbers indicated, but I looked at that total number and I figured, wow, if I could only give 10 minutes here, I get this total that has to yield something. And secondarily to that, I started to journal what I was getting. So as I was reading sporadically for myself, for situations and just people in passing, I, I kept a pretty accurate journal of what cards were falling and how they were falling. So I, that's the best way I can answer it because that's the only method I know because that was my hands-on experience. But I will say this, um, I think it shortened my timeline of growth or the learning curve because now that I'm thinking about it, I didn't feel as awkward or apprehensive. I noticed that the awkwardness was starting to diminish the more I did it. And so my, <laughs> I guess my reward ratio as I was calculating, you know, time invested and then what was my end result, I, w I was seeing growth. So I had something to measure by. That's the only thing I could think of right now. Obviously, you know, we want to read uh, material and want to ask questions and see what you resonate with and, and try to identify your style of reading. I'm a big advocate of that. My style was so unorthodox. I, and so I was fortunate to have people around me at that time that actually encouraged that. They weren't trying to mold me in a certain way. They really encouraged my individuality and my style of reading. I just really, really till this day have appreciation for that. They're the handful of things I would, that I could think of right now. And as I said, I, I haven't sat down and thought out some of these answers, these responses. So it feels like I'm groping, but, um, that's the best I can come up with, like off my hip to address the question presented. Okay. And next I have, uh, looks like Jonathan and June. It almost sounds like a rock band or like a music group. And these guys are from Tennessee and I don't know why there's two names here. Uh, there isn't any cliff notes or anything, but I'll address it. Hi, Jonathan. Hi, June from Tennessee. And it says, Every time I read tarot cards, I feel tired. That's almost an episode in itself. Let me throw this out. Consider this. This is off my head. 
That's a really good question. My experience with that, I, I wish I had more information because there's a couple of ways this can be addressed. Let me, let me deal with the higher vibration. Let's go with the, the better of what I could think of right now, the higher vibration. Theoretically, when that happens, I don't know how long you've been reading or how engaged you, you are with cards. Uh, sometimes when that happens, we're at the, the cusp of channeling. And what happens with that channeled experience, you may be accustomed to reading cards a certain way. And then, yeah, I don't, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to explain. Instead of being technical, let me just say it straightforward. If you're accustomed to reading cards a particular way, and then your spirit guide or spirit shows up and they're changing the vibration, what happens is we have a tendency to wrestle with that. An example would be like if someone sits in front of you, we you can't help it, but you take in the visual information. And so that finds its way into the read. It makes sense. So if you're engaged in a read and you're looking at the person in front of you, you know, facial expression, all the cues, right? But then spirit is telling you something else. We kind of wrestle with that because what spirit is telling us does not coincide with what is in front of us. So we're apprehensive to say certain things. And that resistance creates fatigue. Some people say, um, I've, I've read like eight, nine people back to back. I was wiped out. I'm, I'm not talking about that concept. Uh, the secondary aspect that comes to mind too is... Again, I'm at an event, I'm reading, and I'm with another psychic, and this woman is just knocking it out the park incredibly. And I'm all burnt out, tired, and the whole nine. And I'd asked her, I was like, God, you're like the Energizer Bunny. How do you keep doing this? And I, and this response actually is the better response. And I said, um, how are you doing this? And her response was that, well, Michelle, you still think you're reading. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? She said, I know I'm not reading. I know I'm channeling spirit in the guise of a tarot read. And so that kind of plays into what I was saying earlier. And, and her advice was that you're, you're just in a process learning how to yield to spirit coming through. So I wish I had more time to dig into that because that, that's an interesting question and so many wonderful possibilities. But I, I would consider those two um, aspects. So I think probably moving probably back from in, an intuitive reader to something psychic or something within the realm of channeling spirit channeling that energy and again so if we resist that there's a tendency to uh become fatigued let's see i feel like i'm like running 100 miles an hour because i'm so behind schedule and i don't have my helper here so i'm like trying to make ends meet man who's this i have I have Didi from Maine. I'm pretty sure it's Didi. I'm going to call you Didi, okay? And then if it's not Didi, then we'll blame it on Jerry. Blame it on the one who isn't here. And so it, it looks like um, Didi. And I know this is Maine, unless your name is Maine and you're from Didi, wherever that's at. And so the question is, oh, this is another good one. Does it matter what tarot deck I read from as a beginner? I, I'd say no. I, you know, get at it. Have at it. Get her done. If that deck resonates with you and you connect and it's speaking to you and you can articulate, you know, that energy that it's providing, then, I mean, definitely run with that. Um, so I think if you 
or a beginner. I'll tell you something else somebody has said to me, you know, picking up all these little jewels of wisdom. I, I had made a whimsical statement once about Tara. I said, oh, I, I never thought I'd be reading cards. And somebody else had said, well, or I, I said something in reference to, I, I can't believe I'm reading cards or how I went through the selection process. And the response that sticks with me is that the person had said, well, maybe you didn't choose it. Maybe it chose you. And to me, that was profound. And the continuance of that was simply, and so Michelle, if it chose you, then I would follow its lead and I, I would go where it's unfolding. So that's something to keep in mind as well. The counterbalance, um, and you've heard in other episodes, I talk often about the Rider Waite deck and the reason uh, for beginners, and this is my opinion. And the reason I do that and highlight that deck is because I want you guys to have access to as much information as you can get. And so if you start with the Rider Waite, a lot of the material that's out there will feature that deck. I'm not saying it's better. I'm just saying as far as source material, it, you know, that deck is featured a lot. And if you look at the storyline, I don't want to get into the Fool's Journey, but if you acquire an understanding of the Fool's Journey, because I'm now I'm talking about Tarot as a structure, not necessarily as a practice, but as, but as a structure. So if we understand its structure by that foundational deck, we can therefore take that information and use it with any deck we come across. Now, some people, granted, they're not into that. They're like, I'm not going to do that. And that's fine. That That's your preference. All, all I offer are options. These options are on the table. And this is some of the rationale of the option I present. Again, a lot of material that is written out there will feature that deck. It gives you so many angles to look at different cards and different perspectives. Going that route, it's a little easier identifying your style of read because so many people are coming at so many different angles. So that was really helpful for me. I have nothing against the other decks that are out. They got some beautiful decks out there. And definitely, um, again, if you resonate with one of those decks, it just speaks to you and you love it and you understand it and you can communicate through it and do reads through it, then I would grow with that. What do we have next? Uh, I have Billy from Texas. That just sounds right. What's up, Bill? Down there in Texas reading cards. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, Billy. Check out Billy. <laughs> have you ever read someone with dark energy? Uh, what does that mean? So many interpretations. Dark energy. You know, you're going to get that. I mean, you're. it's part of the package. You're the general public. You're going to get that. And I think... Here's an idea. Stay in a white light, ground, um, shield. Try your best to stay in that higher vibration. Try to be your authentic self. All of those things are very relevant to your orc field, to your vibration. From a reader's viewpoint, reading the general public, you're going to have, in most, not in most cases, but you're kind of presenting yourself outside of the arena where we find our security and where we find our safety and all of that. Normally we're in our groups and they understand us and we understand each other with our quirkinesses and all that stuff. But then as you come into presentation to the general public, 
not everyone's going to believe as you do. Uh, you'll have people who will come and get a read who, for some odd reason, are just there to tell you how much they don't believe in it. And those people just fascinate me. So dark energy, I really, unfortunately, and it's odd, that's the last question. And honestly, I think right now, I really don't know how to address that because my preoccupation as a reader is not the external world. I look to spirit to cover me. I, I look to be connected with spirit. So I have a tendency to allow that to be my preoccupation simply because I'm not really a shop reader. I mean, I vacation there, you know what I mean? So I, I make my, but I try to make my rounds. So going in different places and at different locations reading, and I've read in places, the visual just doesn't work. People are like, dude, what are you doing here? Reading cards of all things. So personally, it, it's given me the ability to trust in spirit in areas I know I lack. I'm not suggesting by no means put yourself in danger. I mean, don't go read, you know, somewhere that's dangerous. That wouldn't make any sense. But I guess to address the question, have I ever? Well, yeah, of course. Um, each situation is different. I approach my personal philosophy for myself, not for you guys, is that I'm only as good as my last read. So I try to stay sharp. And so the last read was the last read and I move on. I don't dwell on, um, unless it's a funny story or something I can share, whereas we can learn or an experience someone can benefit from. That's a little different. But in my personal life, really don't have a tendency to remember reads. So if there was something darker and it was something concerning it, and I survived it, I just move on. The most important response and responsible response I think I can give is that you know, you, you want to definitely, your selenites and your, you know, your salt, your sage, you know, your smoke, you, you want to ground, you want to shield, you want to stay in that white light. You want to come to the table with an energy that's at a high vibration. Um, if you're not there and you engage in a read, strongly recommend that um, you may want to take a break, take a step back to get into that vibration because you don't want to have yourself spiritually vulnerable as you interact. So you you definitely, I, I think what I'm talking about will inadvertently address the question that you present. I think that's fair. feels like I was just at a sporting event. I, I didn't know. Um, it's kind of funny. Thanks guys for your questions. I appreciate you. It's kind of funny. I, I didn't expect that. I, I don't know what I was expecting. I really, I didn't have a thought. I figured, well, we're going to throw some questions out. I honestly thought she was going to select the questions that would be about the episodes prior, because that's what I was talking about during the introduction, right? Thanks for the questions, and you guys, thanks for listening, and I appreciate you guys. Keep in mind, first and third Monday, new episodes of the Psychic Shack podcast, and you guys check us out on Facebook. We do a card of the day over at the Psychic Shack podcast on Facebook, and we also are an affiliate of Intuitive Tarot Read, and there's a card of the day also over there and that's compliments of ryan ryan hill and you guys check him out at bags and omens and shout out to ryan for helping us there with the card of the day so i appreciate you guys you guys take care and i will speak with you again be well bye bye